Hi, I'm Rami. And I'm Shannon, and this is Workplace Hugs, where we talk about interesting things we've read or learned to help all of us expand our life toolkit with a whole bunch of empathy, but without a whole new degree. Rami, you're taking the lead this week. We're talking about how big the world is, how small the world is, movies, art. I'm not really quite sure what we're talking about. Tell us more. (laughs) Yeah, let's go on an adventure. Yeah, this episode is really about remembering the world is really big. Mm. And I feel like I say that and then you're going to say, well, yeah, the world is big. Like, what are you talking about? Well, the first thing that I actually thought when you said that was like, I don't really think that often about how big the world is. I think more about like the quinky dinks or like the things that you find that make you realize how small the world is, like how much alike mm-hmm. we are. So I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of intrigued to think about like how big the world is again. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember reading um, the book called The World is Flat. And the whole beginning of the book is that, like, the world is very small. Like, over time, the world has gotten smaller and smaller, right? If you flash back 300 years ago, like, people didn't know what the cultures on the other side of the world look like. Like, they didn't have pictures to look at and say, oh, this is what this part of the world looks like. And this is what this is what the pyramids in Egypt look like. We have a drawing of it, but I don't have a picture of it. And I don't have a, a live stream of it. Mm. Where now, if I want to, right, I can Google Eiffel Tower live stream. I can type in Statue of Liberty live stream. I can see what it looks like in any part of the world at any point that I want to. And if I want to, I can video chat with my cousin across the world, right? On the other side of the world, I can I can call them right now. They'll be awake and we can video chat. Like, that is insane. The world yeah. is very small. Yeah. Small in that, like, you can traverse space very quickly. And even if I wanted to get on a plane and go and see my cousin across the planet, I can do that, right? In in maybe less than a day, I can I can be next to them. Right. Far easier, certainly, than we would have been able to 100 years ago. Right? Yeah, you have to get on a boat, hope that the boat makes it, and then you got to <laughs> take, I don't know, a, a Model T across... And, and like get there and it's not like yeah. you can call them when you land and be like hey i'm here come pick me up yeah no it's like <laughs> we decided a month ago where i was gonna meet you and how this was gonna play out and you gave me the directions via uh mail correspondence yeah i still have that letter and that's how i'm gonna get to you Wow, it's crazy. So I think that's why the topic intrigues me because, yeah, our world has only gotten smaller over time. And here you are saying, let's think about how big the world is again. Well, and I think that's why it's intriguing to think about the world being really big because I think we continue to see it being very small. Yeah. So my question for you, Shannon, is what's something that makes you, that reminds you that the world is really big? I think in general, anytime I learn new things or when I hear of like new discoveries. So I don't know, like people who are researching the depths of like the deepest oceans and they're realizing that there are species that we didn't know existed before. That Mm -hmm. is when I'm reminded of how big the world is or when I'm learning about a new culture. I'm, I'm coaching a client right now who is in a different country. And she taught me a new word in her language the other day that like, we don't really have an equivalent word for in English. And so it's just like things like that, that remind me of just how big the world is and how little I actually know of all of the things that might be happening in our world. 
Well, and I like that as an example of how big the world is. But then let's flip that because you just made the world really small because you're coaching someone in a different country, Shannon. Yeah. Yeah. And that's crazy to think about, too. Yeah. I had to ask my tax guy. I was like, do I need to? I'm like coaching people in like Sweden and Canada. Like, do I need to do anything different from a tax perspective? And he's and he said he's like, well, is all the work happening on the in, in like the United States, and I was like, well, kind of. It's happening like on a thing called the internet. I don't know. Yeah. If of it. Um. So yeah, the world is really small in that sense to me, but also big. I hear you. So I think um, the thing that I want to touch on here is really how we can have similar experiences with people, and how that can remind us that the world can be very big. So. Mm-hmm. I'll go through two examples. The first one being, I think, the most infamous. Uh, A lot of people have been lucky enough to see the Mona Lisa. Yes. Millions, millions and millions and millions of people have seen the Mona Lisa. Yeah. And the fact that we've all seen the same piece of wood with a little bit of paint on it behind the plexiglass is kind of insane to think about. That we've all seen that same piece, that same singular piece of wood yeah we've all gone out of our way it wasn't like we were just strolling through the streets of paris right. and it was like yep <laughs> there's the mona lisa like you have to consciously put in effort to go and see it yes and then also uh, realize how small it is when you see it i think yeah that was my reaction i think that's a lot of people's reactions okay i want to talk about this okay <laughs> i want to set the record straight here this thing is I, is not as small as i think it could be. I mean, it's not a postage stamp, but it's certainly not like, I don't know, like the size of a headboard of a bed or something either. Right. It's it's a painting that is not humongous and it's not small, but it's not, it's, everybody always says, oh, the Mona Lisa, it's tiny. It's so small. It's tiny. And then you get there and you're expecting a postage stamp and it's, Bigger than that. No, like I was expecting like um, probably like a, a meter, you know, a meter by a meter. And it's not that big. Like it's no more like a, I don't know. I'm struggling to find something to compare it to. It's like bigger it's closer than my to an eight and a half. Screen. Yeah. Like it's closer to an eight and a half by 11 than it is to yardstick, if you will. You know? Yes. If I'm remembering, which I think I, I think am. also like you can't get that close to it. So it probably feels even smaller. Yeah, that's true. Because there's just so many people. Okay, but I've had this thought recently. I'm watching uh, Dickinson on Apple Plus TV or whatever the heck it's called. And I, th- I think it's fascinating to also think about like how words are experienced across generations. I have never been like a fan of poetry or whatever, but she had this one line. I'm probably going to say it wrong. But they did a whole episode on one poem that she wrote where there was a line that said, Oh, God, how does it go? The future is made up of a series of nows. And I was like, whoa, that just blew my mind to think about the future is made up of a series of nows. Um, And I I don't know. I feel like how you experience words or literature across time can be fascinating, too. How they were struggling with the same things then that we are still struggling with now. Uh Uh-huh. Being present. Okay, so we talked about the Mona Lisa. We talked about Emily Dickinson. <laughs> what other okay, examples so, come to mind for you here? 
the one that I think about all the time, I, I have a, a very strong passion about seeing movies on, on film on 35 mil, 16 mil, 70 mil when, uh, available. Um, because I think one, it has like a very, uh, it, uh, I grew up watching them on film. And so I really appreciate the, like the sound of the, the film reel playing. I like the, the burn marks and seeing the, the reels change, but there's also something about a shared experience of having seen the same piece of film that hundreds and thousands of people have also seen yeah, and having a similar experience to them in terms of watching it. I remember watching um, a movie called uh, long last love at the new Beverly and the new Beverly always does um, double features. So they'll show two movies that have some, some correlation. So they were showing La La Land, which is a musical about Hollywood. And then they showed at long last love, this old, Peter Bogdanovich musical starring Burt Reynolds from 1975. So before this movie even started, and this is typically how it goes, <clears throat> most of the people will leave. And so you're ended up with like a third or a quarter of the original audience because everybody comes for usually the first one and isn't really there to sit through two movies. This movie is terrible. It's so bad. <laughs> As the movie started playing, it's this... I mean, it's Burt Reynolds in a musical. Like, it's not going to be good. <laughs> and, and as the movie was playing, people just kept leaving. And my wife the whole time was like, we need to go. This movie is terrible. Oh, like, my we gosh. Just, we need to leave. Like, we, I, I cannot sit here. I was like, nope, we're here. I want to, like, I want to get through this thing. And I was thinking about it afterwards. I was like, there's probably so many people that had that exact same experience of, like, I want to leave. And their partner saying, like, no, like, we're going to make it through this on that exact same film reel. And that made me feel like, one, pretty big in that, like, I've, I'm having the same experience that a lot of other people have. And, and it's just like that Mona Lisa, right? You show up and you're like, this is smaller than I thought. Yeah. And yeah. how many people, Shannon, not a year, how many people in that same hour, in that same minute, have that exact same thought of you as you at seeing the Mona Lisa. Yeah. Like, oh, that thing is smaller than I thought it was. Yeah. I was going to be. It's really trippy to think about. It's really trippy to think about. So I guess all of that to say, by experiencing the world, by experiencing specific things, we're becoming a part of that, that thing's history, right? Like by seeing the Mona Lisa, we have become part of the Mona Lisa's history because yeah. we saw it on that specific day at that specific moment. And it's a part of our history, right? Like we're going to go back and start telling people, Hey, you know, the Mona Lisa is really small. It's not as big as you thought it was going to be. Yeah. So just be prepared for when you finally get to go see the Mona Lisa. <laughs> it's not that big. Yes. And then when you go see the water lily paintings and you're like, Holy, like they're way huger than you ever would have thought that they would be. Meters, meters, yeah. meters and meters, meters of water upon lilies. Meters of water lilies. So I think it's just great because being a part of the fabric of something, you can feel really big because of that. And that's fantastic. But I think it also reminds us that the world is a really small place and that we can share those experiences with so many people. Yeah. I love this. This is such a, a, a thing to think about. And I'm going to keep going back to Dickinson because that, 
yeah. Mm-hmm. I think literature is another element of this. It's not just, it's, it's all forms of art in that sense. Thanks for bringing this one forward, Rami. Yeah. Okay. So with that, we'd love for you to connect with us online at workplace hugs on Instagram. Let us know the things that you think remind you the world is really big. Yeah. Cause I feel like, we're perpetually reminded that the world is small, but how do we remember that the world is big? It's yes. kind of fun. Yes, it is fun. All right, with that, I've been Shannon. I've been Rami, and this has been Workplace Hugs. Workplace Hugs.